But it's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. Get a free child's play, put your sticky stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. Casa Ole, Ole! It's limit time time! I really hate doing that. Like, I feel like it's... Yes, don't do it anymore. Okay, I'll stop. It's limit time time. It's episode 51. And I'm James, he's Patrick. How are you doing? I can record like a... I could do a voiceover one that we just cleared. I'd just be like, and it's Lima time time. And just do something, or like a, in a world, do one of those. <laughs> what if I told you the Astros are the best team in, in a baseball? place where the best team in baseball reigns supreme? Two idiots comment <laughs> Lima time time. On, All right. on topics they know nothing about. No. Not authorized of which to speak. Why do people listen? All right, that's actually more Batman than voiceover, but hey, whatever. So, you know, either, either works. Yeah, yeah what's so, up, man? Uh, Astros are the best team in baseball. That's oh. nice. One didn't know that. I mean, it was. It's funny. We, I, I was talking to my good friend Tim Kirchin on Friday. Oh yeah, that's right, uh, Timothy. I call him Timothy because I know him a little bit better than you. <laughs> you're, you're, you have the familiarity enough to be more formal with him. Yeah. Uh, and, and I asked him like, is this guy falling? And he basically laughed at me because at that point the Astros had lost like six of their last nine. Nice. Uh, and you know, going into that Boston series where they lost two games by one run. Cause that's what the Astros do back to their old losing one run games ways. Uh, albeit briefly. So, so let me ask you this, is what we saw over those nine days where they lost six, six games, uh, and then, and maybe my timeline's all messed up, but the way that they lost to the Red Sox uh, over the weekend, does that, is, is that something you're filing away for future reference? How are, how are you dealing with, and I know we haven't even gotten into the the A series, which is like homecoming, there's like everyone's homecoming game was the A's. But how how are you doing? What was that stretch like to to go through that where they where they had their essentially their roughest stretch of the season? Well, I will say that that stretch is sponsored by Bravado Spice. Oh yes, we we had to mention that. Um, because, and they also they are sending you stuff for once. Sweet. Because of me, not because they're bad, because I'm bad. Um, <laughs> and I'm, so I, it, I'm mediocre, they, uh, so whatever. Bravado Spice is awesome. Um, they just signed a big distribution deal that's going to put them in a lot more stores, and uh, they're, they're going to surpass us, and we will be dropped. Yeah. Because we're going to be detrimental to their brand, at least uh, myself, maybe not you. You're probably good for their brand. Me, not so much. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I can't wait for that day where they're like, "You two dudes are are jokers." Like you, yeah, you are a lawsuit waiting to happen. We <laughs> cannot put our name on what you say. So yeah, that that is inevitable. That's going to be a win. But as it stands, Bravado Spice does sponsor this a uh, wonderful podcast. So uh, last week was they were especially um, sponsoring us while we were losing. I don't know why I want to throw them under the bus like that. <laughs> it was the only way I could work it in. 
to uh, the question. Yeah, I totally no, skipped. I, that was just a regular stretch of baseball. And the, the Boston series, that's a really, really good baseball team, man. That was the, I mean, Cleveland and Boston are the two, the two biggest fears that, that we talked about when we talked about teams in the AL. Those are the only other two teams I'm really scared of. Yeah, and, and so, so so I filed that away as that's not ideal to you know lose to the only other two teams you're going to probably have to beat at some point, but we can beat them. There, we can. I mean, we can beat the Boston Red Sox and we can beat the Cleveland Indians. I think it was just they they got us and that bullpen of theirs is ridiculous, and we just lost a series. We lost a couple of good games. Like it's baseball. Three three game series, it just happens. I don't know. We have no pitchers. What would have happened if it was Keuchel and McCullers for two of those games? It would have been different, I think. So my can I mean, as much as you can be concerned about a team that's won two thirds of its games almost halfway through the season, um, because we're recording this before the Wednesday night Oakland game. Um, they're forty-eight and twenty-four. It's ridiculous. And Remember when they used to torture us? Remember when the A's were like, for whatever reason, they would be, they would just kill us. Mm-hmm. I do remember that. And now the Astros, the Astros have actually won going coming into the Wednesday night game. They've won thirteen of the last fourteen games against Oakland. What an eight straight or something like? Is that right? Eight, Seven, straight, eight straight. Eight straight in Oakland. In Oakland. God, we're so good on the road. I love being in this division. That's that's the you know that's the one thing that scares me a little bit is how shitty our division is. <laughs> and I think that's why our I mean it's obviously why our the lead is big and we're the best team in baseball is because of division. I mean, would you yeah. agree with that? Oh, not yeah. that we're not the best team in baseball, but I think if we played in a different division, we may not have that kind of record. No, I agree with that. You know, the the merit- well, we'd still be very good. We'd still be in first place, and we still might be the actual best team in baseball. But I, I'm not sure we would be running away with everything like we would be if we weren't in the AL West. No, because let's talk about those other four teams. And and so the the Angels, uh, they're they went through all their starters are on the DL, and like Garrett Richards and whoever else. They just lost Shoemaker, right? Thinks that yeah, I don't, I don't know. Whoever else thinks they can start for the Angels, but but I mean, a bunch of their pitchers are on the DL. Mike Trout's on the DL, uh, and they still managed. That's, yeah, that's well, that's that's it. For, I mean, that, that's a wrap on that. Yeah, not that so, they have chance, but that's it. The, I mean, the 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 Angels are trying to. I would not, I would not want to be an Angels fan when you know that your farm team sucks. You've got. You you know the ghost of Albert Pujols is going to hit three home runs at his funeral against the Astros. Oh, for sure. But but uh, you got Trout, and they made a trade for Andrelton Simmons, and and then you're I mean, you know as an Angels fan, you've got some work to do, and you and you got, live in Anaheim. It's like what happened to my life? God, <laughs> you've got the the maybe the best player of this generation, who's twenty five. And he's so good that it's almost like any dollar amount that he agrees to play for isn't enough. But but you know that the best possible thing you could do to help the overall health of your franchise is to trade him away in his prime. I would not want to be an Angels fan. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's the A Rod uh, scenario. It, yeah. it's just. Well, I mean, what do you do? I. That would hurt, wouldn't it? I mean, you have you have to. I mean, that's really, one of those things. I mean, every. Uh, 
Yeah, you have to. The th- the stuff you could reload your entire farm system and get some MLB talent or I mean, MLB ready players. You could totally revamp the franchise moving Trout when he's healthy in his prime. If the Angels said to you, let's say you're the GM of the Astros and the Angels said, "Give us your Double A team and we'll give you Trout." Would you do it? Dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the fact yeah. that you the, the fact that you paused makes me yes. think. <laughs> yeah, you do it. Well, no, well, I, I had I had money stuff run through my head. Like, how can we even do that? But then, if it's in fantasy land where we keep this core and add Trout for the next five years, we'll have five rings. <laughs> Would you? So okay, so let's say that they're not asking for like a, a roster, but but they look at it would the, be it would be close to that. I mean, I it, mean, it would it would be. It's your top ten prospects. Is that a reasonable? Is that a reasonable ask for Mike Trout? Like, we'll just take the top ten on MLBPipeline.com or there's not a there's not a reasonable ask. They can ask whatever they want, and it's legitimate. And you, Do you think not about agree? it. I mean, they can literally say whatever they want, and you're like, oh, it's fucking Mike Trout. I mean, he <laughs> does everything. Like, I can't, I can't say no. That's not fair. So, yeah, there's no litmus test or whatever. There's nothing to compare it to. You can't. Yeah, it's like you what to, would you have to consider it? You have to at least like they could say anything. They'd be like, "Yeah, give us the hooks and uh, and half of the Grizzlies," and you're like, "Well, let's let's just table this. Let's sit down and at least look at this. <laughs> I gotta do look a, at yeah, do a comparative on this, and let's just see." <laughs> so, so the Angels are. I mean, they had a they had a narrow margin of error to begin with, and then Trout goes on the DL. Uh, the Mariners. They're they don't know what they're doing because they traded everybody. Like they don't know who they are. They have no identity. They, yeah. that's a that's such a weird franchise up there. It's a weird team. The Rangers, uh, they're win. Well, uh, I'm going to try to be objective about this. They've got, and I'm going to ask you this question here in a second. But but they, uh, how do I put this? There, I feel like the Rangers' window is sort of closing. Even though I think they'll re-sign Darvish this offseason, even if they trade him, I think they'll he'll pull an Aroldis Chapman and re-sign with them in the offseason. But the window is closing. I mean, how old is Beltre? He's in. They're injury riddled. They're. I mean, they don't. I, yeah, I don't. I don't really get why they're good. <laughs> no, I don't either. But I mean, I know they're mediocre this year, and they just don't. I don't know. I think they made. The, I guess there's no star power there. There's nothing flashy about it. Yeah, Darvish is great, and I. I mean, they're not good. I don't. I. But I also don't understand how they're even close to 500. But, but I mean, because well, they get to play in this division too. Yeah, so they true. get to play the A's and they get to play the Angels and the Mariners and they win series every now and again. So. It, so that benefits all. Everybody just beats up on each other, and we beat everybody and run away with it. And that's pretty much how it's been. That's sort of the story of the of the division. Yeah, no, that makes sense. But but I feel like the moves that they made, you know, they they traded for uh, Hamels. They what was the they traded for? Who they trade for? The from Milwaukee, Jefferson, well, Lacroix, yeah, Lacroix, and they got Beltron for that little rental and. They, I mean, they went. For, they they tried to go for it. They went for it, and it and it apparently. I mean, well, they haven't won a World Series like half, yet. Ha- haphazardly. They didn't. I mean, that's not really going for it. But they they tried. They gave it a shot. 
They gave it a, an Arlington effort. <laughs> uh, and then you've got the A's, who are always, I mean, the, I don't know Poor anyone, guys. Poor, poor A's. I don't know anyone that doesn't like the A's. No, I, everybody has a soft spot for them, and it's all because of Ricky Henderson. It's Ricky Henderson and it's Moneyball. That was like a, a legitimately great all-time top ten baseball book. And then, yeah, and then of course, and then you got that the amazing color scheme. Their uniforms have always been one of my favorites. I love the green and yellow. It's yeah. fucking it's so dope. Uh, yeah, I don't know why. I don't know. Yeah, everybody does kind of like have a soft spot for the A's. I mean, I think everyone understands like everyone everyone who follows baseball understands the the limitations they're working. Yeah, they're they're the Rudy of Major League Baseball. <laughs> That's true. And then and then Rudy transfers to Michigan. Right as it's right. getting good, right. So, right. Uh, why are we looking at other teams in the division? Oh, well, uh, we were just going over why it's mediocre and how that's. I, I st- I'm trying to look at, you know, honestly, dude. Unless we were in the NL West, we're pretty much around the same spot. The NL West is wild. It's crazy, yeah. And I, I don't believe. I think we're being there's fake news about the Diamondbacks. I don't know how they're forty-four and twenty-seven. Uh, they got good players. They, it's just I hate their uniforms so much that I think they're bad. <laughs> That's what it is. They, they, yeah, they're terrible. They they have sneaky pitching and Goldschmidt and uh, no, they're good. But I mean, they have forty-four F and wins. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And but then, uh, yeah, everybody else is pretty mediocre and similar to uh, I mean our division. Everybody's kind of in the same place in the second through four spots. Except for the shitty AL Central. Yeah, they're all bad, except when they play the Astros. And the the Twins are the only team that the Astros have just reached out and tagged. But see, Cleveland's record, I mean, they're 37-32, but they're they're better than that. They've come on strong late, yeah. Like, yeah, they're they're a team that, yeah, yeah, they're not running away with everything, but they are, that's a team that can shut you down. They're going to be there. win, Win playoff series, so that... Well, I mean, and I I don't like the because I'm biased and a homer and stupid, but but I don't like the Lindor versus Correa. I think it's it's cool for baseball, but um, yeah, they've it's got not even a thing. I don't know why it is a thing. It's so stupid. They've got some legitimately good position players and and decent starters and a shutdown bullpen, and that's really all. I mean, that's been the Astros' mode for the last two weeks. Is just get to the fifth and let the bullpen and offense kind of take it from there. Did you think in a million years that the uh, that our starting pitching could step up like they did? I'm so proud. It's been it's been incredible. Like they really, I mean, I mean especially after that rough week, they really uh, patched up the hole in a boat. I mean, I can't. And Frankie Tuesday's legit. Mm-hmm. Yep, which I mean we we knew he was, but we'd never seen him really put it together. And he didn't exa- his his stats in AAA, he walked too many dudes like and I said this on on the Alan Michael show the other day like I I have students that they're they're smart as anything, but they're bored and so they get a 71 and they shut it down cuz that's that's good enough until someone like was was Martis like just bored in AAA and just waiting for his opportunity in Houston? To, to step up and because I don't I mean I don't know that he's had a he's had a couple of starts at Fresno 
as good as kind of what he's shown us, but but the walk he's limited the walks. Like it's almost like he was like, all right, finally, now I'm here. I'll show you what I can do, rather than waste it on playing the Sacramento River Cats. Yeah, which they they are a very dangerous club. Be yeah. careful about the River Cats. But yep, you know, and and actually, uh, also on Alan Michael's show today, we were talking like he has crazy movement on a lot of his pitches. So he's almost so good that it's hard to reel in some of those pitches and you are going to walk some people when you have movement like that. Yeah. So I think that's been something that he's had to adjust because there's some pitches where they move and I've never seen anything like it. It's almost magical type. Like when you turn your pitcher's curveball up on MLB The Show and all everything <laughs> up to like 100. And you, and you could uh, – or what was the – there was a game where you could control the movement like an old Nintendo game. And you can make the curve go all the way out and then bring it back in. Oh, that was Do you RBI. remember that game? That what was game RBI was that? Baseball. Yeah. Yeah, and you, so on the good pictures, you could literally just make it go all the way outside of the screen and then rip it back <laughs> in for a strike. And everybody's like, what the f- That's not fair. You can't do that. I wonder how much of the walks uh, in AAA came from like AAA umpires that didn't that couldn't process what they were seeing. Not, I mean, if you're a triple yeah. umpire, you're, you're a pretty good umpire. You're just kind of waiting for a chance, waiting for an opening to, to occur. Or you're not. And the, you're just stuck there and you're crash Davis. <laughs> you're the crash Davis of umpires. And you but just like, can never, like you're back there. You'll never get out of there. You're, you're not good enough. No, I, I think it could also him be him working on pitches. Yeah. Like that's the thing about the stupid miners is yeah you're going out there to try to win but he may have a directive that says hey make get this pitch filthy yeah so if you walk guys we don't care nobody cares yeah I wonder how and we've talked about this before I wonder how much of that goes on we need to get it's like the speed. like the Fresno manager gets a call and he's like fuck man we're trying to like we do want to win this <laughs> I already have to lose my best players every other week right but now you're gonna tell my guy starting tonight that he can walk as many people as he wants we're trying to fucking win a thing here <laughs> he's only throwing curves he's only yeah, he's, he's, he's working on this right. change it's like ah y'all make it very difficult for me and it's like oh okay. We need to All get, right, Frankie, do what you want. You can walk as many people as you want. Nobody cares. Just throw this pitch. We need to get Goldstein back on, and we need to ask him that. He won't answer that. I mean, he probably won't. But I, it, I know there's some of it, and I know it's, and it's probably very coded, and where it's like passive aggressive. You know, it'd be nice if he just really worked on that, uh, <laughs> that, that, uh, you know, behind in the count breaking ball. <laughs> it's like, wait. Uh, be really cool, yeah. We'd really, you know, the, 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 the organization would really appreciate it if he if he tried tried that a little bit. It'd be a shame if something happened to your career because you wouldn't throw a curveball on a. Yeah, I heard the the River Cats are looking for a manager. <laughs> awesome. So, um, in light of that, do you think, given what we and Paulino has even come along a little bit? Uh, his, yeah, yes. his starts have been better sort of as he's progressed over the, the last two or three starts. Are you in the, yes, the Astros absolutely need to trade for a frontline starter or are you okay with what you've seen so far and thinking, let's roll with this and keep all the prospects. I, I've pulled back a little bit after seeing that stretch. And I know that's a dangerous thing to do because anybody can come out and, be dominant a few starts and make you rethink stuff. 
But I think they need to be looking at that. I think they need to be really careful, and it needs to be the right move and not forced. Yeah. Um, because I honestly think Martez could. I mean, if if they could develop into being, you know, a part of our rotation, you're saving money. You're yep. young, and you're set for for years, and you don't give away anything. And then you could, uh, yeah. I so I think that they. They really got to look at it. I'm not. I'm still not opposed to it. I do think that we we need a. a I'd like a veteran starting pitcher, but I, I don't think that we have to. I'm kind of at the point where I trust this lineup enough now, and mm-hmm. we've seen enough experience from, you know, Paulino and the younger guys and Martez and McCullers is coming back. Everybody's going to be back. McHugh at some point that we don't necessarily have to. Where I did think we we needed to, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago. You know, the the only thing that concerns me about about this last stretch, where it's sort of an all hands on deck um, mindset to the to the rotation, is that the starters are only throwing like they'll they'll go like four and two thirds or five yeah. five and a third, and it's putting a lot of stress on that bullpen. It'd be nice to get someone who could throw you, that you knew. Like yeah, you might give up four runs, but you're gonna go six or seven, and give your offense a chance to bail you out. Like there, it's just been a lot for the bullpen to process over the last, excuse me, two weeks. It has, but they they also plan for it. You got you got guys like Feliz and Davinsky in there that that are capable of pitching long innings. Yeah. So it's not as it's not as bad as having your set bullpen with just straight bullpen guys that, that have been strained. So, I mean, you have a little leeway there. No, I completely agree with you on the the bullpens throwing too much when you're only getting four or five innings out of your starter, but they've got guys in there that are starting pitchers, or have been. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know how much strain that really does put on them. I mean, they had to... They had to get uh, Giles in there just to get some work. Yeah, and and Hinch is protecting like the the Harris Giles Gregerson. Yep. The, that it's you see a lot more like Michael Feliz and Diane Diaz that yep the and Jordan Jankowski that you know came up for a hot minute that they can sort of cycle through the that if they're down big or if they're up big they and Hoyt too I mean they all Hoyt yeah that they have a slew of guys that they can just throw in there. Get an inning, get get four outs if you need to. Whatever the scenario is, yeah, they can. So, uh, yeah, I saw this. Hoyt has Hoyt is actually the 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 pitching staff leader in strikeouts per nine innings. Yeah, uh, with like he's average, and he only throws an inning at a time. But but he's striking out like sixteen per nine. He might give up a you know a couple of hits in between. Yeah, there. he he just makes a couple mistakes. He'll leave a ball over the plate or leave one up or something or hang up. It's like his his bad innings are just making a couple mistakes and then he's dominant the rest of the time. So I think that's just youth and experience type stuff. Yeah. So maybe you know maybe maybe Hoyt's sort of undervalued, but no, I you know I think that as long as they keep because. As long as they keep Davinsky, Harris, Giles, and Gregerson not in that order, uh, as long as they sort of keep an eye on their innings and what their stress level is, then then you know you throw whoever you need to to get to get to the seventh or the eighth, and if you know if it doesn't work out, whatever you have a, a twelve game lead, right? And that and, and that is the beauty of the start that they have. It's just given them 
so much leeway it's so- to uh, experiment with stuff, to rest guys, to uh, you know harbor injuries. It's been about as ideal for losing your whole starting rotation as it can be. Yeah, it's so it's and it's so different from last year where they dug themselves such a deep hole that it was almost like every game from June first on mattered because you were trying to claw claw your way back into the race and it just and they almost did and then everybody died. Yeah, exactly. So do you fault? And I, I know there's like a bunch of Rangers fans that looked at the Astros not making a deal at the deadline last year. It was like, oh, they gave up. Or do you still do you fault them, fault the Astros for not making a deal last year? Or now with some hindsight, do you think, eh, it's probably the right call? They knew exactly what they were doing. No, we're no, they knew exactly what they were doing. Well, and, and, and at, the, at the time, I was like, uh, you know, it wouldn't have been the worst thing in the world. But, I mean, looking back on that team, I mean, would they, considering what they could have possibly given up, were they going for it? Were they going to win the World Series? No. Yeah. No. And then, they were not. Oh, they and, weren't good enough. They and, just were not a good baseball team. It was a terrible – they were a mediocre at best baseball team. Yeah, and you think about um, – sorry. You think about um, – Kind of what happened, you know, let's say they, they did make a deal on July 30th. Well, McCullers and Keuchel got hurt in August and end of August. So it's, it, 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 that almost would have negated. Well, and then, and then yeah, then, and the Valbuena before that, Bregman went down went in a crucial time. They, everybody got hurt. It was just a, I mean, that's all hindsight and everything, but nah. Yeah. There was just no reason to. They weren't. No, and I think I, I think you could look objectively at the team and be like, these, they're, it'd be nice if they snuck into the playoffs and let's see what happens. But this isn't the team that you that you mortgage a future for. Well, no, and you just had you just had Guriel pop up. Bregman just showed up, so you know you have those guys coming into next year. So you're they were just setting everything up, and and then they knew they were going to make some offseason acquisitions, which they absolutely did. And I there was no reason to go do that and. Now they have all their prospects, a super team, and they can only make it better if they want to. Yeah. Or they can sit on it and they can develop the talent and be even better. For, I mean, they have a lot of different routes they can take. They could all be successful. They could all be successful and they could all be criticized well, at the same no, time. No, that's baseball. I mean, that is what it is. So, like, I mean, you look at the Cubs last year, and I hate them, and I hope they never win another game for their entire existence. But. You know they they had a similar lead uh, going into the trade deadline, and they still added uh, Aroldis Chapman. They still you know they they made additions to the team just to bolster you know their chances for for October to actually win the World Series. Yeah, I you you can't get mad if they do it. And I'm not saying I don't. Well, I mean, would you you get upset if they made a move? No. No, I'll take I'll take one World Series over three regular season best record in baseball. Oh, we're better, and we gave up guys that haven't really played in the majors yet. Oh, they may be good. That sucks. Well, we're—I mean, <laughs> well, like we've said, if we go and we win the World Series, I don't care who they give up or what they did. It—it it doesn't matter. It does not matter. I don't no. care if Derek Fisher becomes the greatest player to ever live. <laughs> if we—if we get a 2017 World Series ring and we're competing for years in the future, I don't care. Yeah. Good luck to him. I'm glad. I'm happy for him. Glad he made it. Yeah. He yeah. doesn't have to be McCann and 
Gaddis's large adult son anymore. <laughs> he could go do that somewhere else. So are you you brought up Derek Fisher and here's me effectively using a segue. Do you are where do you fall in the camp of of keep Fisher and DFA Aoki or send him back down and proceed as planned? Like where do you fall on the whole Derek Fisher got sent back to Fresno? That was what was going to happen. He was never staying here. I don't. I, I thought that people that the Aoki thing is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Why? Well, because Aoki's a career two seventy five hitter. He's a contact hitter. He's a good player, and he contributes on this team. I know he's not the. I mean, he's not having the greatest season in the world, but I no. Fisher needs to go get his at bats in AAA and play. And if he's dealt, he's dealt. But uh, no. No. I, 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 there's no reason for it. Yeah, yeah, I'll agree with that. And I think that he may, he may be one of the guys that's that's dealt. I also think, I mean, that so keep him there where they can kind of. He's, I don't know. His yeah. well, Fisher's weak in them. If if the goal, if if the Astros have a projection system, and I know they do. But let's say the Astros project Kyle Tucker to be far better than Derek Fisher could ever could ever possibly be. Then this last week where he hit two home runs and he's sort of stealing bases except when he's getting thrown out to end games. But 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 that went what what you didn't want to have and we talked about this the last time we talked that uh, Fisher my conspiracy theory was that Fisher was being held in AAA so that he wasn't exposed to major league pitching and and that would show teams like okay he's a triple a player that that is having a nice year but we don't need to he doesn't need to be the centerpiece of a trade but he comes up and he hits a couple homers in a week he does all right he's drawing walks stealing bases like that that went as as well for the astros as it possibly could have because they were able to fill in for reddick for a week not have much of a drop off in production, but it still maintains the possibility that Derek Fisher is a a legit major league player. Yeah, so it, it only it not only bolsters his confidence, but it also you know helped with his value as well. If if they are considering moving him, it it worked on all levels, mm-hmm. and he looked good. He did. He looks like he looks like he can play major league baseball. Yeah, <laughs> at, at a high level, I. He, I mean, he's he's a five tool guy. He's fast, aside from at the end of the games. But they <laughs> did pitch out on him, which I think we all knew that was going to happen. And Christian Vasquez is a really good defensive catcher. So I, whatever. I mean, yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, you get pitched out on, you're gonna get thrown out. I mean, it just is what it is. I'm with Hinch that with with Springer up and Kimbrel on the mound. Kimbrel, you go. You take your chance because a bloop or whatever is is like it's still a prayer. Kimbrel does not give up extra base hits. So, he doesn't give up contact. Yeah. So no, I'm I'm okay with it. And the uh, the Kimbrel Aoki at bats are my whole my whole Aoki defense. There's, <laughs> it's a good contact hitter. He's a, a guy that can put at bats like that. I I don't know. I, I'm fine with Aoki. Whatever. And we we have so many different lineups with Mariznik hitting, and it, it's Aoki's not as relevant as. He was coming into the season. Yeah, no, no, he's not. We have a, we don't have a starting nine. We just kind of throw guys around, and it's matchup based. And yeah, there's a starting six. Yep. And then you you sort of mix and match the other three. Yep. 
I'm going to, I'm going to stop here for a second. And since we seem to be at a stopping point, I'm going to do something I've done for the, for now the second time. I'm going to, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Cool. I hope you enjoyed your break. Cause I, I sure did. I feel it a lot, was very fun. I feel a lot better. Good. Um, I'm glad. I, earlier, before we get into more hard-hitting topics, I want to ask you um, to, to be perfectly honest and brutally honest if you want to. Um, so last week, I got an email from ESPN asking if I wanted to interview Tim Kirkshin. And yeah, that's weird. It threw me It threw me for a loop. Like, I, I wasn't sure. Like, all of a sudden, like... I started thinking about, uh, you know, are they going to try to hire me? Because well, obviously no, they're not. But. No, they're not. Well, I, I was really looking forward to like quitting a career to do something. So and then getting laid off like a year from now, so that Stephen A. Smith could get an, a raise. But but for a, for a couple of days, I thought this was kind of a one off thing. And then I and then I, like the crawfish boxes interviewed Buster Olney. No, they did, they interviewed Dan Schulman and like climbing Tal's Hill got Buster Olney while Astros County got Tim Kirkshin. What the hell? Like what, what does ESPN get out of that? Cause if, if, uh-huh. if, if I had, if I had emailed ESPN and, and said, uh, all right, you know, the Astros and Red Sox play, they're playing Sunday night baseball on ESPN. Would it be, does Tim Kirkshin have seven minutes where I could ask him four questions? And they said, yeah, that's, that's one thing. But why is ESPN, Taking their their main guys from Sunday Night Baseball and and letting bloggers interview them because I can't they, fig- I they, can't they, figure it they out. They laid off so many people that they can't they can't do the research and get the uh, the people that would normally <laughs> read your blog and get the takes on the local team and all the stuff. They don't have the people to do it. I swear that's probably what it is. So it's like it's like research. they don't have the so they have to they have to get the local touch and it's probably a little bit of PR too because everybody hates ESPN and they're losing stuff. I so thought, why not get the people that are involved, you know, regularly with the team to kind of push their names and and kind of get their brand back out there? It's it's not a bad idea. It's all right, but I don't I just don't get I mean if I'm Tim Kirk, I mean you're obviously not Worthy of interviewing him. I mean, if we're being completely honest, no, there's no true. reason you you should be interviewing him. No, I have no reason. No, I'm, just ki- I'm just kidding. No, I, no but, but but I mean, like, like seriously, like, what, I mean, does Tim Kirkshin look at his calendar for the day and he gets an email and is like, you got to talk to this blogger that's an Astros fan? And he's like, fuck you, Phil. <laughs> he's like, are you AstrosCounty.com? He's like, are you fucking kidding me? He's in the back of his Uber, his Uber Black. Yep. He's like, yeah. You got you guys are fucking killing me with this shit. <laughs> like, All right, whatever. And then he clicks. He, then he goes to the website and he sees the sweet logo and he's like, "Well, maybe it'll be all right." Yeah, it's like this is not bad. It's like the the HTML's done very well. <laughs> but I I still don't because uh, if you hate, I mean, I'm not a huge ESP. I mean, I like Kirkjian. You know, I like I'm okay with Buster Olney. I think they're. I like Jessica Mendoza. Like I, I don't. I don't have a problem with the way that they present live sports, but, but I, I don't. I, like I don't watch Sports Center. But but who? I mean, you can say you hate ESPN, but if they show your favorite team, you're gonna watch it and you're gonna like it because hey, they're on. They're you know if you don't have Root Sports or you don't have the IP scrambler where you can watch MLB TV, uh, then, you know, you're going to take advantage of the opportunity to watch your favorite team and, and sort of see what they say about it. I just don't, 
I don't I don't get what ESPN gets out of offering like their main dudes to to blogs. Yeah, I, well, well, blogs are certain blogs are legit now and are doing some better journalism and better writing than I mean, have you seen some of the articles in the Chronicle? Ooh. It's some is a fucking joker. The MLB, I'm not and I'm not calling anybody out specifically. But there's shitty beat writers and people who have no pulse or have no idea what's going on that suck. So I, we live in a day where anybody can report and can be knowledgeable, and I think that they're just taking advantage of it. And it's also, like I said, a PR move. Sunday Night Baseball is a good brand. I, ESPN sucks, but <laughs> Sunday Night Baseball is still legit. Yeah. No, I, I, that's sort of where – once I saw – like I didn't I, – I, I was so confused until I saw that, you know, crawfish boxes and – Yeah, I saw that too and I, th- I thought it was very strange. I'm, I'm with you. I don't – yeah, I don't really get it. But I get it at the same time because I I mean I hate I, I hate ESPN but I I still respect the hell out of out of Kirkjian and Olney and Keith Law and you know not so much Jim Bowden but but the, the, I mean they're they're I and I I hate them for firing Jason Stark but yeah. I just don't get it yeah I think it's a you know a PR thing and it's getting their names back out in the cities and. Well, tapping in, and I, yeah, I think there's a whole slew of different stuff, I'm gonna, and, and and possibly not the manpower to to do blog research, and just I don't, I I honestly don't know. I'm gonna, because of course I saved Tim Kirchner's cell phone number. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna text him later and ask him. Yeah, just see like, why the fuck do you do y'all email me? <laughs> why do you Tim, care? And call him Timothy, and he'll he'll know, he'll be like, oh, do I know you? <laughs> okay, so we have addressed uh, some. Some tra- a little bit in, into trades and do you or do you not? We've talked about Derek Fisher. Um, you alluded to Jake Marisnik. Jake Marisnik has now, uh, as of last night, Tuesday night, tied his career high for home runs, and it is absolutely stupid. You know, the, I'm I'm trying to pull up his stats right now. Um, okay, so so. He Jake Marisnik has a still has a career 358 slugging percentage. <laughs> okay, he had hit uh, a grand total of 18 home runs in the majors uh, in in a basically a little over a thousand plate appearances, and now he has nine in a little over a hundred plate appearances. Are you a Jake Marisnik believer? Do you think he's retooled something that he needed to, or is is this just the a, a fluke that because I mean across the board, like he's a he is a much better player than I, he has shown yeah, in the last yeah. four major league seasons. Yeah, he absolutely has. I mean, we talked about this on uh, an old episode where we were like, if. Jake Marisnik learned how to hit. He would be <laughs> elite. He'd be very dangerous because of how well he plays the outfield and his speed and just being an athlete. Um, I mean, Valbuena took that long to learn how to hit, and all of a sudden he's a major league hitter. Maybe he did retool. I mean, I'm not going to go out and say that that's 100% what it is. Some of it's lineup protection. Some yeah. of it's him getting better p- pitches maybe. I don't know. But, but I mean, like, there's no – I don't – there, there's nothing fluky about hitting nine home runs and and not playing every day yeah. in the major league. 
I mean, that's just there. He's doing something. I mean, and he's hitting monster shots to center field. Well, like I mean, yeah, exactly. Like four, four or five of the home runs he's hit have been four hundred and forty feet plus. That 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 those are no doubt home runs. It's not like he's sneaking. Seven of them have come to the they they went to the first row of the Crawford boxes. No, he's a he's a big guy. If he gets the barrel through the the sweet spot, that I mean, he's going to hit the ball. He's a tall guy, at least. But uh, no, I mean, I I think it could be a little bit of everything. You're obviously going to improve some, but maybe he did retool something. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility that one day it just clicks and you get it, or you make a change in your swing that just alters everything. And you, I, I don't know. And you don't play enough that other you're you you play. I'm not going to say he plays fairly uh, pretty regularly. Well, now he does, but he hadn't before. So when you're in kind of that purgatory, how are you ever going to get rhythm when you? come in for two innings and maybe get an at-bat or you get a spot start on a Sunday for the yeah. past three or four years. Or, I mean, maybe he, yeah, the the combination of, like, he's he's had this potential that everyone sort of talked about, but you're, everyone, the pitchers are so focused on Altuve, Correa, Springer, you know, Gurriel, Gaddis, Bregman, McCann, whatever, that they're like, oh, it's Jake Marisnik, and... And they sort of lose their focus a little bit, and he absolutely punishes you. Maybe the weird thing is that he has all right. He has he has twenty five hits coming into tonight's game. Twenty five hits. That's it. Okay. Um, two of them are doubles. Nine are home runs. That's ideal. Like he had last year, he had eighteen doubles and five home runs and a triple. So it's it's like the what what he was turning into doubles last year has turned into home runs this year. Like he's done something to his swing. And if I was a halfway decent aspiring journalist, which I'm not necessarily, I'd look into how his swing plane has changed or whatnot, but it's just, yeah, he's squaring balls up. He's just squaring balls up. I, 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 I don't know. I, I think that it's much more ideal that he's hitting him out of the park than not that the doubles are bad, but no. Yeah. He his hit some next, big home runs. His next home run will be a career high, and it may have already come tonight. Who freaking knows? I'm not. I'm not watching it because I'm using. I'm recording this. Right, right. But but it's, it's Oakland. It's, Anything can happen. Yeah, I, I mean, I that's a really hard one to answer. But I think it's something to be looked into, just because he's he's a legit center fielder. Yeah. No. He. I mean. Yeah. It, it, exactly right. Like he's a good defensive. If he had any offensive ability whatsoever, then he'd be. He'd be regarded far more highly, and now he's he's showing it. And but he did. But he's also. But he's also. But he's also not an average guy. So it's not. He's gonna. He would be your, you know, your two thirty five, two fifty hitter that pops off twenty five, thirty home runs if you put it together. And the the crazy thing is that that even he's hitting two fifty three coming into tonight, and his career average even with the two fifty three is is two twenty seven. Like he's never been able to to actually no, hit. He doesn't get base hits. He doesn't. He just either squares one up or yeah, yeah he's. Okay. I don't know, man. If that's I, a, that's very interesting. He's been he's been at least part of his career in the majors since two thousand thirteen. All right, I'm going to ask you, Stone Cold, what before this season? What was his career high in slugging percentage? Career yeah. high in in cool. the majors. You don't. I'm not asking you to figure out like what he did in Double A. Dude, I have no idea. It's de- it, it is not good. 
And, and, and I mean by not good, very, very bad. I, I don't even want to take a guess because I don't want to be offensive. His slugging percentage, his career high prior to this season in slugging was 383. I was going to say 350 to 375. So, yeah, that's... As of yeah, as of before this game, it's it's now currently five forty five. Like his that's a jump. His on base percentage. Uh, oh, no, nothing. Right now is three forty five. Uh, better than his career two seventy two eighty one. Okay. Like he's just doing. I, I and and maybe it's being around. Uh, Springer and Altuve. It has and, to, and, and and the veterans as well. Beltran. There's got there's so much going on. That I, I think there's so many little factors into it that it'd be hard to really pinpoint what it is unless he came out and said, "Yeah, I worked on my swing. I was, uh, you know, wasn't driving the ball. I changed this. I mean, Altuve tweaked some stuff, and he started hitting the ball out of the park. Yep. Maybe he did the same fucking thing. Yep. So do you? And Altuve started straight up squaring some balls up. Like I, he's hit a few home runs where I'm like, that's not fair. What he just did, with, <laughs> like with that stature. I know he's like he, he's a he's ripped. Like Altuve's bulked up i know he's a tiny little guy but he's hit some balls where i'm just like that's you're not supposed to be able to do that who so who would you rather uh, so let's say you get sideways with somebody in a bar and altuve and springer are ready are ready to fight you would you rather fight springer or altuve Ooh. uh <clears throat> So I bet Springer's an intense dude, but little guys can always fight. That's you just pick your poison. <laughs> Whoever's closest, just take your best shot and just deal with it. Take because you're either way, you're rope. Because Springer's gonna he's gonna get like those crazy eyes and go wild. And then Altuve's Venezuelan and little, uh-huh. so he's gonna fuck you up. <laughs> Does true or false? The scrappy guys always can little. You don't little guys just watch it with little guys. True or false, Jose Altuve has a pair of shoes that if he taps the heel right, a switchblade comes out. I think he definitely has. They're like alligator boots. <laughs> but they're not. They're some sort of like Venezuelan lizard. Love it. Yeah, he definitely has that. Eh, he might not. He might not need it. But uh, he has some. Yeah. Definitely has some. I oh. want some now. Those are awesome. Yeah, it sounds awesome. Uh, okay, so circling back to an earlier discussion, um, Sonny Gray has been often linked to as, as a potential trade candidate because the A's don't mind trading in the division and the Astros don't mind trading with the A's as long as it involves Jed Lowry. Uh, does what? Did you watch the game last night? I did. Okay, so. Did Sonny Gray, did he move the needle at all? As no, as uh, everybody kept saying that. Like, this lineup can touch up any pitcher in the game at any point. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, him, I mean, it's not ideal to give up five runs ever. But he pitched very well after after getting touched. That, um, no, and, and you have bad outings. McCullers has gotten lit up. People get lit up every once in a while. So, I mean, that's going to happen. I don't understand why people were flipping out. I guess that's just the Twitter age. Yeah. Oh, no, we don't want him now. You're- he sucks. <laughs> he gave him five runs. Um, I'm I'm not crazy on the Sonny Gray train t- already. I think he's a good pitcher. He He's, he's fine. But, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I put, it, it, it did nothing for me either way. Yeah, no, that's sort of where. And I'm he at. does nothing for me either way. I don't. 
I, I definitely don't want to see some of my favorite prospects go to Oakland for Sonny Gray. Yeah. He's, and I don't know why that is. Well, I, it's the, you know, you trade. You but trade. I haven't gotten to look at his numbers, and I haven't seen. I mean, I know he has no run support, so you're not going to win a bunch of games. But I, he's a good pitcher. I, it's nothing personal. I just, eh. Would you rather? I kind of want somebody that we would have for years. It's an actual part of this team. I don't want any kind of weird. I, I don't want another. Uh, Scott Casimir. Yep, exactly. I another Scott Casimir. And that's up- kind of what I feel like it is. Uh, Sonny Gray will not be a free agent until 2020. Okay, well. So you're, if, if, if the Astros trade for Sonny Gray, then they've got him for this season, 2018, 2019. What do you think he's making? Uh, he's in, he's in arbitration. So he's making three to five. This year he's making $3.58 million. Okay, well. That's not the worst thing. So, so let me ask you this. So you get a legit starting pitcher for a few mil a year through 2020 for yeah. three years? Yeah. Oh, okay. So let me, let me ask you this because uh, Sonny Gray is a Nashville boy, and I love Nashville. It's like my second. I, I don't like his name at all. He should, be, he should be from Nashville playing a steel slide guitar. No, it's, it's perfect. It's, it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. But would you – game three – you know, you've thrown Keuchel, you've thrown McCullers. Do you want Do you want Sonny Gray or do you want Charlie Morton? I want Sonny Gray. Okay, that's that's what the but, Astros are going. Well, I, maybe peak Charlie Morton's pretty fucking good, but we don't. You never know what you're getting. We don't know what peak Charlie Morton is. I mean, he, he doesn't know what peak Charlie Morton exactly. is. But I've seen he's he's looked like he's unhittable at sometimes, and then he's the worst pitcher you've ever seen. I hate people like that. <laughs> how are you? How are you so dominant and then? Not at all good. I don't. I just don't get that. You know, someone because who, there was one game where he was just mowing through people. And I'm just like, what is this? Yeah, he's throwing 97. Like, who? What the hell? Yeah, Alan Michaels talked. Told me he's like, you're gonna, he's gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna see him one day, and you're gonna be like, that's fucking Roy Halladay. And then <laughs> the next day, you're like, he absolutely is not. <laughs> Says you're gonna be tricked. I promise. And he was absolutely correct on it. He's good. I like Alan Michael. We need to have him on the show. Um, I I said, yeah, he says he he says he would. I just we have to lock him down. No, do. it's not so much fun going on that show. The, the and I think what you know, I think Charlie Morton has been value. Obviously, he's been valuable, but everyone knew kind of you know the dude's injury prone. And even though the lat injury is is sort of new, like it's sort of normal for for Charlie Morton to miss five to ten starts a year. For something that doesn't have anything to do with his his arm, uh, and you can argue the you know the lat connect to the arm, whatever. But but if the Astros make a trade, it's not so much. It's it's sort of like the like we talked about the Cubs last year, where it's it's, it's a bolster move, not a replacement move. Exactly, like they don't have to react to injuries because of of how big the lead is right now, and because of the strength of the remaining schedule, whatever. But but you you are making a trade for this October, next October, and possibly the October after. Yeah, and you know what? And that gives us power back that may have been perceived to the other teams as a weakness with the injuries. Right. Where they can you know they come in and try to fleece us, and we can just be like, man, get the, get it out of here. <laughs> we're eleven games up. Like, we don't fucking need scram. We don't need <laughs> any of this. We look at what we're doing with these guys. Yeah. 
Like, so come back with a realistic offer. Don't call me back. Like, no, you're not going to. Do you think. You're not going to fleece us for Garrett Cole. Do you think. You're not going to. So, yeah. Do you think Jeff Luno is is an absolute, like, has he been the, has he been a GM long enough that, that he can be like, get the hell out of here. And. Yeah. Or do yeah. you, or do you think he takes every call seriously and then later rolls his eyes and is like, "You'll never guess what Dave Dombrowski offered." Blah blah blah. Well, no, he takes every call, and that's the that's the Daryl Morey kind of thing. Like you have a million deals working, talking with every team, everything's an option. That's the analytics way. Yep. But I, I don't know if he's straight up telling a team to go fuck a or anything. <laughs> I think he just kind of, I think he puts everything on the board and looks at every possible scenario. Um, cause I know Maury does that and he'll, everybody's always on the block, always being shopped at all times for any scenario. Not, you know, not that it's necessarily going to happen, but yeah. they're ready for it. And I think he kind of operates the same way. And I think it goes back to the, the conversation you have with, with this GM leads to conversations you might have with them next year or for sure. If, yeah. Cause if, if, if you're just an asshole to I mean, the White Sox GM, then they're going to remember that, you know, next year when they might have somebody that that nobody cares, dude. It's it's pro baseball. Uh, I, got, still, I mean, I yeah, think... I mean, yeah, they might like that guy's a dick. But if you got a few prospects and they got a guy, they're trying to unload a contract, and that the deal's going to get done. So you don't think you know how many assholes are out there? I, I just I don't think that actually affects a deal. They're going to be like, no, we're not going to take these guys we want. I mean, maybe if it's a straight up like wash deal with another team, maybe you get. They take the other deal if it's the exact same thing, but how often in baseball is the exact same deal on the table? So do you? Th- so you think that that if if uh, Mazeliak, uh, the Cardinals GM, called Luno, everything would be it's, it's all everything that happened is all water under the bridge, and you take you can sort of separate that. You don't think if they have a deal that that helps us for the future and that it's a good deal, he takes it. Well, yeah, of course. So he may like curse under his breath after he hangs up or not like he's going to, I mean, they're professionals is what I'm saying. I don't think that that affects any actual deals if it's viable and it's beneficial for both teams to do the deal. I don't think any personal things would affect that. I I just don't. I think you're, you're thinking to Excel, to Excel spreadsheet about this. Like I, I think like they're, they're, there could be someone that I work there's with. There's not pettiness if there's a good deal on the table. Like you can't like your job is to make the team better. Who cares if you hate them? Mm, I don't know. I mean, I if they if the Cardinals call and they have they have a deal that we want, why would I mean, why wouldn't we take it? Because they screwed them over and they hacked and they snuck around there a bunch of pieces of shit we already know that that they're pieces of shit <laughs> the whole organization is absolute garbage but if they have a deal you know we'll just they can laugh in the boardroom after the deal's made hmm. make fun of them draw you know put them on the screen and draw mustaches and devil horns on them i don't know i just don't think it's petty enough to not make a deal happen because you're like oh they're a bunch of they, they're, they're they're hackers they're russian hackers <laughs> That's why they screwed, the they screwed me over. Win. Like I just don't think I'd, I'd make fun of them behind their back and talk a lot of a whole lot of shit. But I'm not not having making a deal to make my team better. Maybe I'd like wait an extra ten minutes to call them back, like finish my 
my Dr. Pepper or something. <laughs> I'll, I'll call that fuck face back when I'm ready. But like, I'm not gonna not, or you know, have the uh, assistant GM call him back because I'm in a quote meeting. You know, I, I do a little petty shit like that, but I'm still gonna like get the deal done. <laughs> That's interesting. Have my translator talk to him or something. I I don't know. I'm not. I'm still doing the deal. It, I, uh, I'm not gonna not. I'm not gonna be petty about it because. I don't like the person or I don't like the organization. I think so poorly of of humanity that I think that uh, – I'll disagree. I, th- I think that you can be like, no, nah, I hate the Cardinals and, and you won't make it – You won't, the, that your judgment will be so clouded by – by another GM or by the other franchise that that you're not that maybe you'd be like screw you dude I'm not giving you prospects. Well, that's why there's multiple people though. It's not, I mean I know it's his call, but you, somebody would be like Jeff, bro, look at the deal. Like we all hate him too. <laughs> we, we hate everything about them. But look at the deal. Like I mean they don't. It wouldn't just be him on the phone like uh, I don't like you. Hmm. No, I completely agree. I think the only time you can be petty is within the division or teams that you're directly competing with for a playoff thing. That's the only time that you can be petty about deals and not do it just out of spite or make a deal out of spite to prevent. And I love the signing somebody to prevent somebody. Yeah. I'm no, getting that, it. That's my favorite move in all of sports. It's the best <laughs> thing that you could ever do is sign somebody you don't necessarily need just so somebody else doesn't get them. Well, that that's, needs what, them. that's what's so underrated about about the Yankees getting a rod is that the the a rod had a, had approved a deal to the Red Sox for less money and to to go to Boston. Yeah, that was a flex. That was just like, don't forget who the fuck we are. Well, and the players union was like, no, dude, you if if you take less money and you're a rod, then some poor schmuck that is like the twenty fifth man on the roster that actually wants a shot at winning something. He, they're going. This is that sets a precedent. That yeah, yeah. They're the Illuminati of baseball. They, you don't. The players' union will not let you take less money. No, because what you the, that's collective bargaining. Like what you do. Yeah, no, that becomes the price. Else. Yeah, yeah. No, no, for sure, a hundred percent. That's I, I love that. Hmm. And it's also it'll never end. So it'll just keep getting worse and worse until we don't have sports anymore. And it's, we live on <laughs> we live on Fury Road. That's right. <laughs> Uh, breaking news: uh, Sonny Gray's actual God-given name is Sonny Douglas Gray. Like his his parents named him Sonny. That's not like a nickname or short for. All right, whatever the weather is today, that's what we're calling them. Let's pray it's not cloudy. <laughs> it's sunny. Thank God. He went to he went to high school in Smyrna, which is South Nashville, which it's white. It's white. That's where they make the vodka. That's where they. That's where it's Nissan. That's where. That's what Smyrna is. No, the Smirnoff uh, joke, you fucking idiot. I actually know this for a fact that that the best moonshine you can get in the Nashville metropolitan area is under the bleachers at Cheatham County High School. There's a dude that will stand under the bleachers with like a still. And I don't feel comfortable commenting on any of this. <laughs> so keep keep telling the story. So no, I, I that the. Cheatham County. Cheatham County is uh, is yeah. Cheatham County. Yeah, that sounds really. Uh, where is that? What Dukes of Hazard? What's that? Was Hazard County? <laughs> it's the. It's just west of of Davidson County, which is where Nashville is. But it's it's sort of like Nashville is one of those places where like the first time I ever drove to New York City, 
it was totally bizarre because it was like trees, 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 the biggest city in the world. And that sort of, and Nashville's not in that, that way whatsoever. But as soon as you get out of like that outer loop, like it, it's this, it gets to be the sticks real quick. And, Oh yeah, no, I've driven, I've driven through there. I had to go to a wedding in, uh, Elizabethtown, Kentucky. There you went go. Through, went up through, uh, I guess Mississippi through Jackson up yeah. through, uh, up through Nashville 65, and Nashville's, yeah. I love Nashville's a cool ass city, but yeah, there's once you're after Nashville, that's a wrap on that until no. Louisville. Yeah, no, you're done. You're going to, yeah. I remember driving up, I went to a, a Reds game where as soon as you get across the border, like there's a billboard on 65 North. that's like sleep in KY tonight. And they meant Kentucky, but you're yeah, like, they really oh, slipped up on that. No pun intended. That's a terrible, <laughs> terrible marketing strategy. That's a beautiful uh, part of the country. Very, uh, very underrated. Uh, Tennessee is and Kentucky is gorgeous. Totally worth driving through. I don't know how, how much stopping, stopping there is worth it. No, there isn't. But it's worth like driving through. It's enjoyable. It's not like the I ten to Florida where you're just like, what the fuck is all this? <laughs> it's like it's a swamp, and it's a racist forest, and it's a swamp, <laughs> and it's another racist forest. It's like I hate all of this, and it's straight. At least you get like rolling hills, and you get oh, what's this weird blue grass? Are we in Boise? What is this? <laughs> and it's still there's still racist forest there, but like it's spread out yeah. with hills and you know different it's the different elevations. It's not just one racist swamp forest out of after another. <laughs> Kentucky is the racist forest that's trying to take your take your health care. So yeah, they just they have nice horses, but they're still very racist. They just don't have a boat with a fan on it. Nice horses, good bourbon, but they will... Terrible people. They're just the worst. Destroy you if they possibly can. Yeah, that's true. We're, we're all in the KKK up here. <laughs> all of us. All right, so to Sonny Douglas Gray, I mean, it seems to me like it's way too obvious that the Astros would trade for someone like Quintana or Archer or Sonny Gray. I could see them making a move for... Someone that's seen as like a second tier pitcher, but all their peripherals point to if they had a if they were in a bigger market or or a couple things break differently, then they would be considered in that class. Like, do you? That's think, very Astro. That's very Astros. Yeah, they they get someone like the the third pitcher from Tampa Bay who comes to Houston and thrives in the in the situation like i don't know if they want well see they have the ability to take that chance now which is cool but i mean i i would really want somebody established that's coming here that we know we're, we're getting somebody to bolster are you looking you know for, are what are you but i don't i'm not looking for anything that's well, that's the thing with this is i'm not looking for anything i have complaints when certain scenarios are brought up like i don't like that but we don't need anything. What so is, I would. So I want. I want a major league starter. I want a Chris Archer. I want somebody that's legit for a few years to come to bolster and to make our rotation unstoppable. What is the 2017 equivalent of the Astros trading for Randy Johnson? There, I mean, there isn't. I mean, is it? Is there, it there isn't because that's. I mean, he was the best pitcher on the planet, so you can't. And was about to be a free agent. Yeah, th- that was the the chips just fell perfectly on that one. Um, yeah, there isn't anything like that, and that's kind of that's kind of the thing. I wish 
I wish some teams would fall off mm-hmm. that would become sellers and still could happen. And that's why I kept bringing up people like the Twins falling off and somebody like Irvin Santana. Yeah. I'd be I'd be very That's somebody happy. like they're still competing for that division, but if they if they just have a shitty up until the All-Star break and lose out and Cleveland starts running away with it. Well, there's still commitment. there's still 5 weeks until the trade deadline. Like there, That's what I'm saying anything can happen. We've been, I, I'd like to see somebody become sellers that may not be there right now that get to that point and and that happens every year with teams. Are they buying or are they selling? You see all the stupid fucking segments. Yeah. The the problem is that the Astros were were the forced into this national conversation way before they should have been. All the injuries that stacked up now, all anyone can talk about is like, who are the Astros going to get to replace? It's a, but it's just a talking point. They have no pulse on how the cities run or how the teams run or how the city is, and that's just a. I mean, that's that's your basic face value take is oh, their pitches are hurt. They need a pitcher. Yeah, ignoring so that's, that's just your regurgitated take, and and, and though it's not a hundred percent wrong, they don't need it. No, and I think they've proven that they they don't need it, and I'm not saying they won't do it because I think that they will. They'll make a signing. They've yeah. got too many players and prospects to where there's no reason not to. But I, I don't think that they force a deal. No, I think I'm, they're okay being like, nah. No, we'll I wait. Think, we'll get them in the off season, or we'll we'll we're good for now. For for every Derek Fisher, there's a Kyle Tucker who's a couple levels down, or in that case, one level down. But the, there's there the the. the the freaking, I mean, the rebuild worked. I mean, oh, the, and, and un, undoubtedly. I mean, it, it, it's not like you're mortgaging. You know, you have to decide on three prospects that you could really use in like four years, or you're gonna you're gonna be back in like Seattle territory where you're struggling to get to five hundred. Like there are so many prospects. That could pan out, and and I actually, tr- I mean, I'm a fan of the team, but I, I, there's no reason not to trust that they can't develop these dudes into legitimate major league contributors. And 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 I think that's the plan too. I, I mean, you have your whole core is so young that they could be in their prime when these young guys are major league ready, and then you have another super team that's built with veterans and youth, and and you could. I mean, you could do an Atlanta Braves of the '90s type thing, but but actually win World Series <laughs> more than one, um, and just set yourself up forever. Yeah, or for at least a for at least a generation or a, of yeah, baseball. at least at least eight to ten years. But which is all you can ask for from an organization. That's all you can ask for. Yeah, I think you can't evaluate an organization solely on World Series wins. I mean, you look at the Yankees in. Uh, oh one, and you know they they'd been dominant for six or seven years, but the the Diamondbacks got them, and that sometimes that freaking happens. Sometimes you lose, you know. It, it, let's let's say that it would be terrible to think about, but let's say that the that this past weekend with the Astros and Red Sox was an AL for whatever reason. It's an ALDS. We got got. It happened. We lost to a good baseball team. They got us. And I mean, that, that's the thing about the playoffs is that baseball, you can go cold and you can lose to good teams at any time. Mm-hmm. I, it's not necessarily a crapshoot. It's just it. I you mean, it's to, any sport. You can just lose. You can sometimes you lose. You try to put yourself in a position to succeed, and your logic 
may have seemed and it and it, your logic could still hold up to be correct but but for whatever reason like Baltimore had a really good four game stretch and they got you yeah i mean a a, a droop and you know in the kid okay, i don't want to bring up that inning with the royals but just shit happens sometimes yeah and infield hits bloops just a bad call that didn't that was outside that was called a str- i mean a little thing can make a whole game break bad really quick so it, yeah, I, I mean, World Series are pretty crucial. I'd like one. I'd ideally like a World Series and <laughs> multiple, like it this year. multiple World Series. Sooner, if we're being honest, sooner than later and more than less. Yes, but you can't, you can't go in the playoffs and you lose in six or seven games and it was close mm-hmm. and you just got beat. And it legitimately just got beat. Like stuff happened. Yeah. I mean, what are you gonna do? You got you lost. It's I mean, it's baseball. Yeah. Not getting screwed over, not choking or anything that's that you can take to your city's curse and hold with you forever inside of your heart and think about every time anything goes wrong, but just got beat. Those were that was a that was a good series with the Red Sox. I enjoyed it. I wish it turned out differently, but they're good. Yeah, no, no. I mean, and, and and we they know. I mean, if you saw the quotes from some of the players, they were they were like impressed. Like, yeah, man, it was good to see that we could play with them. <laughs> I don't remember who said it. I don't know no, if it was no, Bogarts or if it was Buki Betts. It I think Bookie he was Betts. just like, "Yeah, they're really, really good, but we're good too. Like we can play." Like they were, they were scared. It's not so, scared, but they were respectful. It's so weird to be in the position where other teams are measuring. Not like the Astros in 2011 won a series against the Padres, and you're like, "Oh crap! All right, maybe this is a major." It's so weird. It's so weird to be the bellwether. Where other teams are looking at this, playing the Astros as like, oh crap, this is where we have a chance to make a statement. That's that's yeah, and so bizarre. It is very bizarre, but it's the truth. No, it is. And they are the actual best team in baseball, and I think that other teams understand that and respect it. That it's not just record wise that this team is. I mean, you just if you go and just any study of the team with the innings they put up when the starting pitching was healthy like i'd be scared as hell of us too yeah with someone 11 run innings and just and the eighth inning scoring i mean just some of the games they won just seeing what they can do at any time would scare the hell out of me yep as a as a coach or as a just like as a pitcher too just like oh, jesus these guys they're they're relentless <laughs> they don't stop you yeah. could dominate all game and then give up 11 runs and lose by six <laughs> that's such bullshit like how pissed off would you be i'm giving up two hits and no runs and they they drop 11 once I, i'm taken out like that's right the what that's not even fair they're so, uh, they're yeah it's it's crazy to be on this side of the coin for once and uh I know it's not as fun listening to this. Well, I guess it is because everybody's happy about the team, but we're not yelling and yeah, we're not going cursing at everybody because of how terrible the, the 2016 team is. I want to point out that coming into tonight, there are six teams in Major League Baseball with 40 wins, 40 or more wins, um, and three of them are in the NL West. Yeah, that's they're all ridiculous. They're they're just I mean, the the NL West is just. It's it's three good teams and and two terrible teams. It's sort yeah. of it's, yeah, it's, they're they're very bad. It's the AL West gone to the absolute extreme. 
because yep. you've got you've got Colorado, the Dodgers, and Arizona all within two games of each other, and then fourth place is uh, sixteen and a half games back of third. Yeah, which is a wrap, so it's over with. So yeah, so it's already a three team race already, and it's done. Yeah, we're not even halfway through. The Nationals have a ten and a half game lead. The Nationals are the only team above within six games of five hundred above. You know, and. The NL Central's terrible and terrible. Yeah, they they can go to hell. And then the uh, and then the the AL East is very very evenly matched. They're all about the same. They're all five and the yeah the AL East is within five and a half games. First. Which is good because they can just beat up on each other. Yep. And, it, and the AL Central, which is also not good, uh, just Cleveland and Minnesota, and they're not. It's a mediocre. But it's, you know, best teams five games over. It's six games. It's six games from top to bottom. Yeah, that's nothing. So that can that can flip that can not that it will I think Cleveland still runs away with it eventually but yeah that's not that can change in a week <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah let's we'll see what happens it's fun it's fun We're to good. be an Astros fan for the first time yeah, in a while we we deserve this that's why I would like it to I'd like to see it through to an a nice little championship or something like that I want to have to take a personal day. At the beginning of November, so that I can go run naked down Texas Avenue or whatever it is. Yeah, like I, I'm gonna loot. I'm, I've never looted before, but I'm looting. <laughs> I, mean, I will riot. I will. I know I'm too, little, I'm too old. Like I'm out of shape and stuff, so it'll be a different kind of riot. I'll take breaks, but I will riot. <laughs> I will. There's a couch in my garage that I will happily burn in the middle of my street if the Astros yeah. win the World Series, provided yeah, I'm not. At the game, like I'm gonna finish. go buy a bunch of tin trash cans just so I can burn them throughout the streets. Ah, <laughs> uh, because I don't want the melted new kind. Just that won't work. I need burning trash at yeah, all times for my riot. CFCs to mess up the atmosphere as well. They need to know. Yeah, no, it will. I I don't know what I honestly don't know how I'll react. I remember how it was winning the pennant, and it was just mayhem. So this would be a different level of things. I have a a. I managed to email it to myself so that I could preserve it. But I took a picture of because at the t- in '05, like the because we lived in Abilene, which is within the blackout zone for whatever. Because you know I could obviously drive six hours to Houston every day to go watch the game in person. You should. Um, like we were blacked out, even though I bought the MLB extra innings package specifically to watch the Astros and. That I couldn't. Um, I still have like I remember the last day of the season. The you know the they clinched and whatever, but I I took a picture when the Astros won the pennant of the ESPN news scroll at the bottom where it said Astros advanced to their first World Series. I still have that picture on my phone. That's awesome. And ah, uh, so fun. I don't know. No, it was fun. Like, yeah, I was, you know, we were at a sports bar and got hammered, and we were like, we're driving to Chicago. Let's go. <laughs> like, we were legit going to drive to Chicago. Uh, no, it was fun. Spraying champagne bottles. Like, it got locker roomy in there. It was awesome. Um, it, was, it, was, it was pretty, pretty, pretty lit, it's to say good, the least. It's a good thing I didn't get sick this year, the school year. I didn't take a whole lot of vacation days so that I could, like, kind of bank them so that I can be a complete asshole in. In October, 
Well, yeah, you need to with the the way they do day playoff games. I I don't understand that. No, it's why a, I, I. It's really like that. You watch this team all year long. You know, you get a day game every once in a while, and then it starts, and you've got a two p.m. start on TBS for your whole series. Like what the <laughs> fuck is like what the fuck is that? I, I don't understand it. I think the Astros get a. Unless it's unless the Red Sox and Yankees manage to both make it, but I mean, just for in general. No, like, I think the it's Astros, so hard to make the major league playoffs. Like, why do you for even going to the game? You you're asking forty thousand people to take off work, mm-hmm. or whatever. I mean, I think it's, the it's th- unreasonable. Should, and it's should it happen? And I don't want to be accused of jinxing it, but should the Astros make the playoffs like i the way that they've played so far and i i do not see like i i would see an Arizona Nationals game that's going to be the 2 p.m. game but well but, no it's it, it no because it's west coast based so if you get the Dodgers winning they're playing the late game because it's west coast god dang it you're right. That's how they. That's how they do it. So if we're playing, say we're playing Boston or something or Baltimore, I mean it's. If even though playing, it's here, it's Central. We'll, we'll play the middle game. We'll play the five o'clock. Then they do the. They do like the two, the five, and the eight. Um, ah, you're right. It's slot. It's slotted by, by that way. So it. It's just shitty. I, I don't understand why they do that. So you think if there is a Rockies Cubs game. With a potential, no, it's it's in Chicago. It's it doesn't matter. They don't. It's not. It's based on time slot, not matchup. No, not like, I disagree. I think they'll they'll change the if it's within a time zone. I think that because of the Cubs, I think they'd get the primetime game, and an Astros Cleveland game would get like the four o'clock start. I mean, you could be right, and and they may switch it up too. I I don't know. I just know that the you can't play the the West Coast game at noon on a Tuesday. So that game's going to be pushed to at least 3 or 8 o'clock, which is 6 their time. I think I think if it's... If it's Unless a, they push it up and they do it, you know, 8 o'clock their time and if it's, it's 10 a, here, I, I don't know. If it's a lesser matchup where it's like the Rockies and Brewers, I think they would make them play at noon. Well, they throw that game on MLB TV. <laughs> I think Houston... That's Cle- how they do that one. I think, that one doesn't even get network coverage. I think Houston-Cleveland gets a better time slot than Colorado-Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. We're so far ahead of ourselves, we're screwing ourselves over. No, we're not ahead of ourselves. I, it would be a monumental collapse to not make the playoffs. Yeah. And I'm not saying we're going to. It's not a guarantee. I mean, and it jinx us, you fucking idiots that are already thinking that. No, it's just it, it, at this point... It would be very hard to squander away a playoff appearance. I'm not even saying a division. Yeah, that's true. But it, it could happen. So let's just keep our heads down. Let's let's hope it keeps going good. That is one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate, and that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today. Every day. Olé! You get a free child's play, put your sticker stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole, fresh today. Olé!